part of that outsourcing company was like, look, we'll do anything for everyone, right? If you want back office support, we'll do it. You want a call center, we'll try to set that up. You want us to do this or that just to make money and keep the business rolling, we'll do anything for everyone. And what we realized is if you're anything for everyone, you're not going to be terribly successful for anyone at all. Um, it's better to have a niche, right? Say I make blue suede shoes, right? You want red dress shoes? I don't do that. I do blue suede <laughs> shoes. I make the best damn blue suede shoes you'll ever see. And if you're looking for that, I'm your guy. Otherwise, yeah. go somewhere else. And yeah. once you do that and you pick your niche and you commit to it, you'll get everyone looking for blue suede shoes and everyone else you can send away. And I got to tell you, as an entrepreneur, when they don't fit your niche, it's refreshing to tell them no. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Justin Cook. Justin is the co-founder and CMO of Web Street, the world's leading marketplace for buying and selling established and profitable online businesses. With 245,000 users and 450 million plus worth of deals done. Love it. Welcome to our show, Justin. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. That's my pleasure. Pretty amazing stats. When did you guys launch this? Yeah, I should talk about it. So there's kind of two companies that we have. One is the older established company called Empire Flippers. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I'm a partner in that company. And that's where we help people buy and sell online businesses. We've done uh -huh. yeah more than $450 million of the deals. We started that back in 2010. And then one okay. of the things we realized as people started buying and selling these businesses is that there's a certain kind of person that can buy an online business. Like huh? you, for example, you've been around the internet a bit. You could probably yeah. buy an internet business and run it and be successful. But my mm -hmm. aunt couldn't. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we're I trying to figure out like, what do we do for these people that have money that want to invest, yeah. but they don't have the skills to run an online business. And that's how WebStreet was formed. So WebStreet is our kind of newer startup that's only a couple of years old, where we match experienced entrepreneurs that have built successful online businesses and match or pair them up with investors that are looking to get access to the space. Okay, so it's more dynamic how you put people together then. Yeah, so we, we originally we had a marketplace at Empire Flippers for people buying and selling online businesses. So you go to uh -huh. Empire Flippers, you can look for businesses you want to purchase, or you can go there if you want to sell your business, and we can put you in front of an audience of people that want to buy. But what we uh -huh. realized, we want to create a separate company for people that just want to invest right? They don't have the skills. They don't want to buy a business. They don't know how to run a business, but they want to invest in someone that is successful cool. at running online businesses. Oh, so, so that's, that's what that's WebStreet is. That's what WebStreet is. Yeah. So it was basically born out of a need we found at Empire Flippers. We mm. said, look, why don't we match up the money, the investors with the people that are already having success at running and growing online businesses? And we can help those entrepreneurs scale and we can help these investors get a return on their investment. There might be an entrepreneur that's looking to increase their sources of income, but they don't want to add another business to manage. They could come to WebStreet and you'll match them with the best opportunity out there where they can get a return on investment without having to do any work. That's exactly right. We have some entrepreneurs that are in the kind of SEO space. So they build mm -hmm. affiliate type sites, right? Amazon affiliates yeah. or other types of affiliate uh -huh. sites. 
but that's all they do and they do it really well. But what they want to do is they want to get exposure to a different type of online asset and they don't know how to build e-commerce businesses. So what they'll do is uh -huh. take some of their affiliate site building cash and invest that in e-commerce entrepreneurs that are buying e-commerce businesses. That way they uh -huh. get access to investable e-commerce businesses without having to learn how to grow them and run them and buy them themselves. Yeah. So it's a way to diversify your online business away from the kind of core competency that you've built over the years. And what's the minimum investment someone can walk in with? Yeah, so it depends okay. on the earlier rounds. We're now five rounds deep with WebStreet. And on the earlier rounds, we, could, we did a minimum of $10,000 investment. Right now, if you invest in all the deals, it's a $60,000 minimum. So that continues to go up and up depending on how further in the rounds we go. And ultimately, this is for accredited investors. So you have to have a million dollars in assets or make 200,000 a year or more for the yeah, last two years in the US. Yeah. yeah. And then, but we are, and we started that way because we didn't want, I would say, I don't want Timmy's college fund in this, right? This is a risky yeah. investment, right? It's not, you're mm. not investing in blue chip stocks here. So you could mm. lose, you could not get the return we're projecting. You could lose some of your principal. So there are risks going on here. We started with credit investors. Once we prove the model, we have a number of years behind it. We can then lower it down, allow kind of everyone access to invest in the different opportunities. How's it going so far? Yeah. So we are, as I said, five rounds deep. We're raising for the fifth right now. If you look back at our first round, which is, it has the most data, it's a couple of years old now. We've been delivering cash return of about 50, over 15%. In 2022, okay. for example, it's uh -huh. we're looking at an estimate of somewhere between 20 and 24% all-in return, IRR. That one's going really well. We're at the same thing for round two. We're looking at about a 15% year cash return and estimating a 20 to 22% IRR uh -huh. on that investment as well. So how can a business be part of this if someone has a scalable model and they're doing pretty good numbers? How could it be part of this? Yeah. Program. So WebStreet has two kind of needs, right? On the one hand, mm -hmm. we need investors. And so people that are willing to obviously put money in and want to diversify in a non-correlated asset. And that's particularly interesting right now, but a non-correlated asset that they want to invest in, we need that side of the, the market. We also need experienced entrepreneurs. We need people that have been there and done it, that have run online businesses before, had success running those businesses, because we need them to pair with those investors. And so it's basically a double-sided marketplace matching investors and experienced entrepreneurs. Now, when people, we have a vetting process, when people apply as an entrepreneur, we wanna look at their background, look at their track record. Had mm -hmm. they built up multiple two or three or $400,000 businesses, how much success did they have? How much did those businesses earn? And can they verify it? Once they've done that, we can then add them to the program and make allow them to raise money to potentially purchase assets. How has the vision of what you guys are doing evolved since you started? Is there any, anything that evolved into something else? Yeah, when we started it, we didn't know how it was going to work, right? So yeah. at WebStreet, we went to the investors and we said, we want to do this thing. I know that a lot of you have expressed interest in investing and backing entrepreneurs that have experience. We want to let you do that, but we have no idea if it's going to work. So you want to trial this with us and see if you can make some money? It was really that because we didn't okay. know, right? We're like, we need yeah. to prove three things. We need to say, A, can we raise the money, right? Can we raise enough money to help these operators buy online businesses and get enough money together to make it work? 
And number two, can we find the right operators? Can we get enough of them to where they're going to be successful and be able to make it work? And then number three, can we get a return for investors? Right. Mm. And the first two we've proven, we were able to do. We we're able to get the operators. We we're able to raise the money. And the third we're working on now. So can we, in the end, give them a return on their money that makes sense? And once we do that, I think it'll be much easier to raise the money. Right now we have, we have some like small family offices that are starting to get involved in putting their money in, but there's a lot of money waiting on the sidelines looking for good opportunities, right? Like mm -hmm. capital needs mm -hmm. yield. Mm -hmm. There are, there's money out there waiting to see what the return is going to be longer term. And so once we can show that to them, we'll be able, I think we'll have the investment side taken care of. Then it's just about, can we supply the operators? And what, were you in business before this launch? Yeah. So I mentioned before Empire Flippers was the main business no, before and out of. Before yeah. that, like, yeah. Yeah. So Empire Flippers, we started back in 2010. So that's okay. my business partner, Joe, and I got started with Empire Flippers. I know. And that became a marketplace for buying and selling online businesses. Yeah. That's where we cut our teeth in the okay, space. That's your starting. Yeah. Got that's it. our main mm. business. That's how we got started was we started helping broker the sale of was first it was five figure businesses and then six figure and then seven figure now it's somewhere between like mid five figures so somewhere around fifty sixty thousand dollar website at a minimum up to 11 12 million dollars are the largest deals we've done so far so typically in that range of the businesses we're helping people buy and sell that's cool and it's still active the other business yeah that's still active that's still the main business we've got 60, I think 65 people in that company. Whereas like Web Street is more of the scrappy startup. That's the business we've built and broken off from Empire Flippers originally. So that's the one. I think it's interesting because Empire Flippers is, is the bigger business, but I think Web Street has the bigger opportunity. And the reason is that Empire Flippers has the buyers and sellers, but it's a niche market. There's only so many people that can buy online businesses and run them, that have the skill set, that have the, the know-how to do that. And so in terms of investors looking for yield, that's a very large market. That's a much broader target market in terms of who we can get involved. So I think WebStreet has the kind of greater appeal, but it's also the kind of scrappier startup, right? It's in the earlier mm. stages of trying to get it up and running. So we've got mm. the model, the basic model proven, We've proven that we can find the investors, we can get the operators, and we've got early signs of returns, but we need to exit out of some of these earlier uh, portfolios to show final returns for investors so that we can continue on and grow. Launching two businesses, can you share something big that you faced as a challenge, either of the businesses, and then how you overcame it where it can help someone out there that is launching a business? Yeah, I could say earlier on in my career, when we were starting our business, it was a lot of mindset things. There was a time where we had a physical office, right? Mm -hmm. We had a physical office and uh, we we're running our business out of that, that physical op office. And then our business was struggling early days and we weren't sure mm -hmm. if we we're going to be able to keep the office open. And ultimately we ended up having to close it and we had desks and chairs and all these things that we we're going to have to close this office. And so for me, but it just felt like having a real physical office means your business is real. And if you go virtual, what kind of company are you if you have a virtual company? It seems maybe it's fake or it's not like it just didn't feel like a real thing or we're losing a real thing. And so for me, that was my problem was like, oh, my God, like we're not even a real company anymore. What that mm. turned into 
was us becoming a fully virtual company, which we remain today, and really opened up our lifestyles, right? So we have yeah. employees living it's all around. Model. We have employees in the Philippines. We have American employees living in Vietnam, in uh, Colombia, in the UK, and Prague. We have employees all around the world. As long as they have an internet connection and uh, can do their work remotely, we don't care where they live. And so mm. it, it really... It was a scary thing that became quite the blessing in the long run. Yeah. Virtual business model is extremely scalable and you can really grow something that is virtual compared to a building. Yeah. The good thing is you can hire talent from anywhere. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. If I'm in, if I'm in Toledo, I know offense mm -hmm. against Toledo, but if I'm in mm -hmm. Toledo, I can only hire people in Toledo. And so either I have to hire mm -hmm. local talent. Or I have to recruit outside talent to come to Toledo. And both of those mm. have costs, right? If I'm only recruiting yeah. locally, I'm stuck with the talent that's there and the talent that's currently available. If I'm bringing people in, I may have to pay them a lot for relocation expenses, or maybe they don't want to live in Toledo. Maybe they like living in Manhattan mm. or something. And so yeah. the expenses go up significantly. So being mm. able to hire anyone from anywhere really opens up the talent pool. I'd also mm. say, because we've often done our training remotely as well so we'll if we hire we try to hire in batches so we'll hire two or three people at once and we bring them to wherever their supervisor or manager is so if they happen to be in california and their supervisor or manager is in houston we'll fly them there and have them do training for a couple of months there we've done it in bali we've done it in phuket thailand it really attracts people that are interested in a bit of adventure that are willing to go out of their comfort zone and try something new. And that's been really, really effective for us. That's wonderful. Virtual is great on that side of getting the talent, but also if your offer is also virtual, you get more clients as well when you're dealing with the global market compared to just one city. Yeah, that's one of the things too, is that with both Empire Flippers and Web Street, they're all online businesses. So none mm. of the businesses sold have a local component so none mm. of the businesses sold at Excellent. Empire Flippers require you to be anywhere or require you to be around the warehouse right. or anything. And similarly for Web Street, all of the businesses are run virtually and online. Mm. And so any Great. of the deals you're investing in there are going to be online businesses. Yeah. And COVID was a big wake up call for this, right? For a lot of entrepreneurs and for myself, we were very much a brick and mortar. We need to be online. It has to be online. That's the pivot. This show is a pivot of the whole situation. Really? COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe a lot of people went through that pivot because we have the technology to support it. Why wouldn't we be doing it this way? Smart on you to grab a mic and just start doing it, right? Yeah, so like, just, that's, <laughs> just that's pretty smart. A lot of people yeah. were able to kind of build their voice through COVID, which yeah. is great. And yeah. it's weird to say, but like our business has done so much better. COVID was a uh -huh. boon for buying and selling online businesses. Um, yeah. So that was helpful for us. COVID obviously was devastating in lots of other ways. Yeah, um, of course. But, but for employees, I think it was a wake up call too, right? Because yeah. if you're working Very at this company true. and now you're like, okay, you're working at home. You're like, okay, yeah. now you're going to allow me to work like at home or remotely. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Like, why yeah, didn't you I let like me this. do this before? And yeah. then trying to get them to come back to a crappy office. They're like, yeah. I'm not interested. No, I want my espresso at home. I want my PJs. A lot of people are saying, you know what, before I requested to stay at home because of this reason and you never approved it, you had the ability, you said you couldn't do it. Now you can do it. So it was a sensitive situation for employers as well. Yeah, change the game for sure.
Yeah. What are your strategies? Are you growing Web Street? I guess one strategy is going on podcasts here, spreading your message and awareness. But what other strategies are you using to amplify your growth? Yeah, podcasts help a lot. I really think there's a, a, a change in media, right? So some of the traditional channels aren't necessarily the best channels to take mm -hmm. anymore. I think what's helpful, and you, with like ChatGPT and all the like amazing amounts of content you can just spin up now or produce, I think having yeah. a real voice is super helpful. So yeah. things like AI content are going to be able to spin up articles like you wouldn't believe. So in terms mm -hmm. of like just writing your kind of like standard informative content, that's over, right? Yeah. So if you're going to be writing content, you have to have a voice. And so one of the reasons I think podcasts are helpful, one of the reasons I think writing very unique pieces that take a view mm -hmm. are helpful is okay. because chat GPT typically isn't going to do that or they're not going to do it quite it as strongly or with the knowledge. Yeah, not mm. with the knowledge and the kind of experience that you have. Mm. And they're not going to have these types of human conversations that we're able to have now. So I think that's mm. really helpful. I think really importantly, getting our message out there about the kind of the investment opportunity. Right now, is like I'm an investor. I'm looking for deals and I have deals come across all day. But many of them are like five-year holds, seven-year holds, 10-year holds on my money, right? With a, It's an equity play for potentially long-term value. And I'm like, I want cash flow right now. Give me something that makes mm. money. Spit out some cash today. And mm. so I think getting the message out there for Web Street that we there, you can invest in assets that are currently cash flow profitable is super mm. interesting. And the fact that these are not directly correlated to market returns is particularly interesting as well. So I think getting the message out there will help really getting the message out there to find more operators that have had some success that have a track record that we can verify keeps that door open too. Can you share your number one lesson as an entrepreneur, as an investor, you're in growth mode, obviously. Is there something that you could share with the audience that you learn in your journey that if you had to do it again, you would do something different? Something I learned, but I do something different. I think, I think if you're going to sell your business, don't go half-ass at it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're interested because it can be a grueling and taxing process. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go through, they're going to look under the hood. They're going to kick the tires. They're going to do more than that, depending on how large your business is. And so it's, yeah. it can be a very, very intense process. So if you go into it kind of half-heartedly, it's not going to be terribly, go all in. not going to be successful you have to go in with a plan to do it and as soon as you have an idea that you do want to sell your business that's the time to sell if you wait too long you can see mm. declines in your business you can miss the boat because maybe Good. you've just lost heart with it or you have other focuses yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs are doing three four five things yes. at once and if you mm. let that business kind of decline or wither on the vine you now have a declining <laughs> asset that's a harder sale so when you've made up your mind, go in for it and then go wholeheartedly because that's going to give you the best value in the sale. Awesome. Great advice. Thank you so much for that, Justin. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? Innermost superpower. Wow. I'd say a lot of failures and, uh, but like learnings from those failures years ago, my current business partner and I, Joe and I, we had a mortgage business and we thought that with long story short, we brought on all these salespeople and our thought was like, look, if we give them the best commissions, 
we don't have to give them infrastructure or anything. We can just give them the best mm-hmm. commissions and they're going to work for us and be happy. And we realize that building a team with infrastructure and support and paying them less is actually what they want. Even though they say they want more commissions, ultimately it's going to be a stronger company by paying them less money, uh, paying them uh-huh. smaller commissions, but giving them leads, giving them a team, yes. giving them camaraderie, giving them, giving them structure. Yeah. Mm. So like things, there's lots of learnings I've had like that where you go into something and think this is the best way to do it. And it's not. Another one would be when Joe and I had an outsourcing company and part of that outsourcing company was like, look, we'll do anything for everyone, right? If you want back office support, we'll do it. You want a call center, we'll try to set that up. You want us to do this or that. We just, just to make money and keep the business rolling, we'll do anything for everyone. And what we realized is if you're anything for everyone, you're not going to be terribly successful for anyone at all. Um, it's better to have a niche, right? Say, look, yeah. I make blue suede shoes, right? You want red dress shoes? I don't do that. I do blue suede <laughs> shoes. I make the best damn blue suede shoes you'll ever see. And if you're looking for that, I'm your guy. Otherwise, yeah. go somewhere else. And yeah. once you do that and you pick your niche and you commit to it, you'll get everyone looking for blue suede shoes and everyone else you can send away. And I got to tell you, as an entrepreneur, when they don't fit your niche, when they don't fit like what you provide, it's refreshing to tell them no. It's look, you know, I'm not sure not the fit for you. There are some other mm. guys over here that do mm. whatever, black tennis shoes. They're yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Here's three different options. Yeah. But yeah. to all your friends, blue suede shoes are me. Sorry, I'm taking that analogy really far, but you're right. Cool. I don't know. It's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. Justin, I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you shared. I know you help people out there with the message and seeing the success you're at is definitely really needed. Like you said, there's money out there and they just need to find a place to park it in a good place that brings exactly. them the returns they're looking for. I appreciate your time today to come on our show. Thank you. Awesome. Man. Thanks for audience, having me on. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And audience, thanks again for joining us and listening to Justin Hare's information will be in the show notes. If you're looking to diversify or looking to add more cash flow or opportunities, definitely get in touch with them. And like always, appreciate you guys helping us grow. Thank you so much. And thank you, Justin. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.